with all your truth or kindness lord with all your truth or kindness lord welcome to the notice where together we notice the mercy of god i'm susan hookstra your host the notice podcast explores our need for validation and affirmation through biblical musings and conversation with special guests. Experience relevant topics and encouragement as we take notice of how the God of mercy satisfies. On this episode of The Notice, it is estimated that 50% of all women will experience hair loss in their life. But what would it be like to be completely bald? Tune in as we talk with Nikita Bronson, esthetician and owner of Uncovered Beauty Studio. We hear about what it was like for her to grow up with alopecia, a condition which causes baldness. We'll talk about the insecurities that come with that and how God has helped her take notice of her beauty and how she is now helping other women notice and embrace their own beauty. Well, I'm excited to have Nikita here today. Nikita Bronson is owner of Uncovered Beauty Studio in Lansing, Michigan, where she works with clients on all kinds of beauty needs, but especially women who have experienced low to severe forms of baldness, typically due to medical conditions. Her story has been featured in the Lansing State Journal, the Capital Area Women's Lifestyle Magazine, and she is one of 20 entrepreneurs recently selected to be part of a two-month mentoring program created by the Lansing Economic Area Partnership, also known as LEAP, for young entrepreneurs. She is married and a mother of four children, so she's busy, and she's a beautiful woman of color. And I would also like to add that Nikita is a woman of style. So I am excited to have Nikita here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. I should just take you everywhere with me. That sounds good. I know. Well, bios are bios, right? But I'm know, so right? glad to have you here and to talk about the things that God is doing in your life. and. One of the things is that as I got to know you a little bit um, from our connection at Trinity Church, you talked about having alopecia. Can you tell me a little bit about what alopecia is? Maybe tell our listeners what that is and then just kind of how you came to have that condition. Well, alopecia is it's an autoimmune disease where your blood cells, the white blood cells, the red ones, and they attack each other. It just sees it as a foreign object in your body, your follicles. And so not sure exactly, they don't have an idea what makes it come on, like the onset of it, but from going to different conferences and hearing different people speak, the highest or what people have in relation together is stress, like some sort of stressful, traumatic situation happens that triggered this um, inside of your body. Mm -hmm. So I got it when I was younger. I don't know the exact age. I'm thinking about five or six. Because I remember, you know, my mom doing my hair and having burrets and have pictures of me with burrets. But at, you know, around first grade, I remember being in the classroom and being the only kid with a hat on and, Mm -hmm. you know, the other kids wanting to know how come she gets to wear a hat? And, you know, the teacher 
I feel like the teacher explained it, but it just wasn't good enough for the kid. The kids, and they're like, no, there's something, there's something weird going on here, you know. And mm-hmm. so, curious kids would, you know, pull my hat off or ask me questions, and it was just really uncomfortable as a child. I just, I remember being very uncomfortable and shy and um, nervous about, you know, the questions about what was happening to me because I really didn't know. Right. I, just knew that I was different from the other kids. And so growing up with it, it was like trying to hide something that I stuck out for, by looking different, but I didn't want to acknowledge it. Did any of the other young people like bully you or tease you or anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, a, I mean, that was a part of my everyday life from, you know, first grade on, I mean, except for the weekends when I was at home with my family, but every day there was some kid who had a question or wanted to pick on me or ask me, you know, why, or pull my hat off or pull my wig off or chase me home even. It just felt like that was, that was what school was about Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. That was the biggest memory that I have. I have other memories, but I mean, even in middle school to high school, it was just like I became known as the girl with the wig. I was saying that 50% of all women experience hair loss in their life, and about 6.8 million people in the United States are affected with alopecia. Mm-hmm. Yet it's unusual to see bald women in public. So there's mm-hmm. a stigma to it. There was when you were a child, and there's a stigma to it now. What's, what's going on with that? Yeah, it's, you know, even though I had it, and I always knew what it was called, I never was connected with other women. And so there's, there is this unspoken thing where, I mean, every, I mean, you could probably count the years of how often you've seen a woman walk out without hair. And so when it came down to me learning about it, really digging in, that was one of the biggest questions I had, like, well, how come I've never seen anybody else like this? Mm -hmm. And so I think that was, I, well, I know for sure that was one of the biggest things that kept me hidden for so long because I always felt like it was just me, even though, you know, I probably could have looked it up um, or I knew that there were places that helped with it. But uh, because I didn't see other people who looked like me, I didn't come across those people. It was just easier for me to stay hidden. And that kind of affects your psyche quite a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And what kind of feelings did you experience? I know I would imagine, you know, looking in the mirror, what kind of thoughts go through your head? Kind of thoughts? Um, For me, because I I experienced it for such a long time. Yes, I always felt, yeah, different, weird, awkward, maybe when it came to like dating, I always thought that guys would think that I was a guy or that I would even put my feelings off on them. Like, oh, if this guy dates me, then he's going to think that he likes guys Mm. Um, because I don't have hair. You know, it was just really, really shameful. I was covered in a lot, a lot, a lot of shame where, you know, I didn't even want to look in the mirror, you know, just kind of run past the mirror almost. I would... Um, slide my wig off and like slide on a cap or 
just things that I didn't even want to look at myself, let alone let anybody, um, my husband or children, see me. I just did that for so many years. And so obviously you wore hats when you were a kid and then you started wearing wigs, right? Right. Yep. Yep. And it was interesting too, especially in high school, I used to get so frustrated because I mean, girls have always worn weave or clip-ins or whatever hairstyle of their choice that they could add in hair. But I always thought it was weird that they would tease me for wearing a wig. And I'm like, but you have weave in your hair or you have, you know, clip-ins or whatever it is that you've added to your hair. So why is it such a big deal that I have on a wig? I never could understand why it was okay for everybody else, but not for me. Right. And also you have some of those beautiful wrappings that you do. Tell us about how you got involved with that. Well, the wraps actually did not come about until Uncovered came about. And that was, that was the first step. That was one of my first steps to kind of uncovering who I was. So after my daughter had, um, seen a lady at a track meet. We were out at a track meet. My husband has a track team and we were at a meet and she says, mom, look, there's a lady who doesn't have hair, you know, and she's like, you can do it. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, child, like, what? <laughs> you know, I just blew up my spot. And, you know, because even with my children, I hadn't talked to them about why I didn't have hair, you know, and I would still hide. So maybe the wraps were in the house just like a, a do a scarf or something because I like to pretend like I had hair under that I was protecting under the scarf. So it wasn't until, you know, I really started to pray into what I was supposed to do that I started looking at scarves as an option to wear outside because, well, in the house first, I didn't even go outside first because in my mind, if I wore a wrap, then everybody would know that I didn't have hair because I didn't have sideburns. Mm. Everybody's going to know that I don't have sideburns. So you don't have sideburns, then you don't have hair. So I was, you know, really extremely nervous about it. So, so yeah, raps really didn't even come about until for me until like my first year in the process of, of embracing my, myself. So, this uncovering that you talk about, when was the first time you actually went out in public ball? Tell us about what that was like. Oh man, I would say it wasn't until, well, there was a couple uncovering moments that I had. Um, one being, we, my husband and I, we go on a cruise often and so I remember you know going on the cruise because I was like okay we can try it here because nobody knows me out you know in the middle of the ocean and I remember you know just kind of feeling free there and still very nervous because I I didn't want people to assume that I was sick or just that I couldn't care for myself and then there was another time that for our, it was our 10th wedding anniversary. We had a get together. And I remember not wanting to wear, you know, it was gonna be my public coming out without a wrap or a hat. And I wore, you know, a very nice, elegant dress. And I just dressed 
myself up and didn't wear a wig. And I was so nervous. I was, I was very afraid. And I remember pulling up to, you know, the party and he got out first and, you know, I'm texting my friend inside. It was like, you know, who's all in there. And she was like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. And I had invited some of the other ladies that I had met through um, NAF, which is um, the National Alopecia Foundation. And I invited them to come down and a couple of them were there. And so I was like, okay, here we go. You know, so, Mm. and I felt like, of course, everybody was staring at me. Well, of course they would because I'm the guest of honor, Mm. but it was a very, I mean, it was intimate, but it felt like a huge crowd. And that was, you know, another defining moment for me to go like, okay, you know, just one more notch in the belt of, accepting who I was and feeling beautiful about it because you know I was all dressed up at anniversary dinner so it wasn't so you were looking good (laughs) yeah yeah, I was absolutely looking good so that was just you know those are a couple of different times that I just kind of had to decide like okay I'm just gonna jump in the water you know you've been talking about this correlation between feeling shameful and accepting who you are and how that is about with us inside. I mean, this is more of an internal struggle than it is just the physical part, isn't it? Yes, it is. It, it was. I mean, besides, I mean, for years hearing other people tell me what they thought of me, it became my perception of it. And, and there were people who, who said positive things, but there were more negative things than there were positive so I just took all those things and just, you know, kept them inside, you know, collected them like a little pocket. So I pretty much had to try to undo all of those words, feelings, and emotions that I had been holding on to for for years and uh, almost kind of had to, you know, bust all those myths that and I thought. So you had to replace one kind of thought with another kind of thought, right? Right. Yeah. And so what, what helped you do that? To be honest with you, it was social media. It was social media that started the the process because, um, I think Instagram was just coming out. I don't, I don't remember exactly which platform it was, but I just typed in like bald woman. And that's where I saw all these women who had their different looks and they were beautiful. And I was like, Whoa, like, I didn't know that there were this many women who didn't have hair. After I started looking, you know, again at the women and kind of connecting the dots and connecting, I got in a couple groups. Facebook groups weren't as big, but I, you know, actually connected with like the community group. And so as I started seeing these women, I was like, wow, okay. So if they're doing it, you know, then I feel like I could do this. I think I could do it. What was that like to know that you weren't alone? It felt a whole lot better. It felt easier for me then to go back to God and ask him the question of, okay, so why, why'd you choose me? Like what, what, what's the deal? Yeah, it was, it was definitely more comforting to know that I was not the only person, even though like I knew 
like in your mind, you know, like I'm not the one person in the world who has this, but there's still, again, because we don't see people walking day to day with this, you know, that are just outside bald, it did feel like I was the only one. So to see that there were other women who were just walking around, you know, just being their normal selves, it felt really great. And it's interesting because you you did mention something about when you you were concerned about if other what other people would think by your baldness like would they mm-hmm. think that you're sick would they think that you're not taking care of yourself I like all this list of things so do you think a lot of women who are who have hair loss feel that way too um i think there's i mean there's a variety of ways that shame comes about i don't think that it's just the sickness in itself i think there are a lot of women who pride themselves in taking care of their, their body and their hair. So to be labeled as sick or you didn't do something right, you know, and that's the way you are, or to be labeled, you know, kind of feel broken or kind of like manufacturing something just didn't, something just didn't go right in the making of you. And so, you know, you're the bruised person, not just on the inside, but physically on the outside. So I know there's a lot of different reasons why I've heard women say that they feel that they need to continue to keep up this persona of not being sick. Right. And what other people think. You know, it's funny on this podcast, Nikita, we, we talk about God noticing us and then us taking notice of God, right? And it sounds like some of this, it's like when you say uncovered, it's it's sort of like you're saying, hey, it's okay that I'm being noticed now. And it's okay what I'm being noticed for. And, and it's, you know, of course, I mean, scripture tells us some things about that. Like, do not letting your adorning be external. This is 1 Peter 3. The braiding of your hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Now that sounds like a Christian platitude, right? It sounds like what we're saying is, well, don't worry about what you look like. And right. and I would I would argue that I don't think God's trying to say that. I think he's saying that there's there's a connection sometimes between how you feel about how you look and right. how you how what condition your heart is in. Right. So the other thing that kind of held me up from really moving forward was scripture. So there's a couple scriptures in the Bible that talks about a woman losing her hair or shaving her hair off. And, you know, still to this day, I don't remember, I haven't memorized the, the, the verse, but I've heard it a couple times. Those were the ones that kind of made me feel like, oh, well, God doesn't love me because the most famous one is a woman in her hair being her being her glory. Crying glory, yeah. So I remember there's a lady named Sheila. She's a, she was working with me for a long time. And that was one of the things that she said. She remembers saying, well, if I don't have any hair, then I don't have any more glory. And so she stopped worshiping the way she knew she was meant. She was a singer or is a singer. And she just sat herself down because she heard that verse and she was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I don't have any more glory. So, you know, I won't 
I won't pray God the way I know I can. In Luke 12, 7, it says, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than sparrows. And so I would think this would be a challenge for somebody to, to wrestle with that and say, does God really paying attention to me? Does he notice me even though I don't have this glory like you described? And is he noticing you? Yes. I mean, that that's what I had to uncover, that he was noticing me. But I didn't even want to ask the question before. I didn't. I just thought I knew the answer to it. You know, I didn't dive deeper into those scriptures. I just only had heard them. And so when I heard them, instead of going and taking it back to God and saying, okay, what do you mean by this? I just heard it and I let that be the truth versus reading those scriptures and asking God to reveal to me what, you know, what that meant for me. So when it came time to uncover or to even, you know, walk this walk out, you know, after my daughter's like, hey, mom, you can do it. I had to pray and say, okay, what is, what is this? What's going on with me? And finally take those scriptures back to God and say, can you explain these to me? Because as I know it right now, I'm not glorious. I'm not noticed right because of i don't have hairs on my head um those are all things that the enemy used to continue to keep me bound and so it wasn't until i really took those scriptures and took them back to god and asked him to explain them to me i was okay with with embracing who i was and knowing that god was not telling me i was this broken creation that you know he just didn't make right no, of course, in Ephesians, he says you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, the interesting thing is, is I say this a lot on this podcast and and for you frequent listeners, you hear me say this verse a lot. And that's 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4 to comfort others with the same comfort we've been given by God. So in this journey, as you learn to uncover yourself, as you learn to live without shame and you saw that there are more people out there who you could share that message with. How did Uncovered Beauty Studio come about? So there is two parts to it. There's a nonprofit, which, you know, this year actually has been in even uncovering and continuing to dive deep into say, God, what is it that you want me to do with this? I didn't start out with the idea of, hey, I, I'm going to have a business. As I was walking myself through the process, one, I was like, okay, so what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? So when I took those scriptures back to God, I had an aha moment and it was like, he said to me all this time, you know, cause I was asking myself, why'd you do this to me? Why did you, you know, why me, why me? And I realized that all this time I had been hiding and I was supposed to be helping. So it does, it does speak to that scripture that you, that you spoke. And I'm like, you know, the thing was, I already liked fashion. I already loved wigs. I still love wigs because you can switch it up and do different colors and, you know, mm-hmm. just have fun with, life and you know what you look like and so you know fashion and I was really good at you know finding things for my friends and and all this other stuff so everything that I needed for uncovered was already there and this was just like the last piece of the puzzle where he just kind of took the lid off and said you know 
this is what I, I want you to do. And so Uncovered itself was uncovering, you know, so many different things. The the name in itself is prophetic mm. in, in so many different ways, even the way it's spelled with the capital U and the N and then, you know, covered is like, you know, you could be, you're uncovering shame. So you're unashamed. You are, you know, just, there's a number of different things that, that comes from the name in itself. And it came from, from Christ. So when he gave it to me, I had to continue to go back to him and say, okay, so what are we doing with this now? <laughs> and I went into a hair store because I wanted to see like, okay, what's available for, for women here. And it was when I saw a lady who she was just crying. She was in a business that was local and she was crying and she was going through, um, I think chemotherapy. And she said, I walked into the business and she said, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. You know, she was talking to the business owner and she said, well, you know, you can't get a refund. And so, you know, this lady is just bawling. And she's like, you know, the owner says, well, you said that you wanted to look like this. And she said, well, I just wanted to look like myself. And this is not it. And, you know, this business owner just did not have any sympathy. And in the in this case, I think it was more or less that, you know, she was stressed maybe by money and she wasn't necessarily trying to hurt this lady, but, you know, her bottom dollar was being challenged. And so I just knew then like, wow, you know, there's a big difference when you lose your hair versus cutting your hair. And I just felt like as a person who has lost her hair, there's a different type of empathy that happens when, mm -hmm. you know, you see someone who is just trying to figure out what is happening to my body. And I don't know. And I just want to look like myself, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, per se, I just want to look like myself. So Uncovered really just came from, you know, exactly that scripture, the, the measures of pain that I had been going through and seeing other women firsthand just seeing you know I don't even think she saw me standing there and I was like oh my gosh God like okay you know that was when I was sold I was like all right we I'm I'm for it we just gotta mm -hmm. figure you know and the funny thing is is that moment was actually a God noticed you moment because he was trying to say something to you he was saying I see you and I see your heart for those women right yeah, it's a God nod for sure. Definitely. So then after that point, what happened next? So after that, you know, I sat down with some friends and I'm like, you know, okay, you know, if you all can help me figure out what is this supposed to be? I tossed it back and forth as a nonprofit or for profit. Um, once you start to get in the business of stuff, it, it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, There's oh, that. <laughs> for me especially it's like this is a ministry i knew that god was calling me set the captives free meaning there are people who are hiding and they're afraid and they're waiting for someone um of course god's the savior but you know they're, they're waiting for that sign to come and say you know you you are safe what do i do you know how does this all work and so from there i've just been digging into you know, how it should be set up. And so 
She's Uncovered became the nonprofit. Um, that's what that's called. So that we can provide services for the women who, I mean, they're not, they don't always have to be financially challenged, but um, just women workshops who are specifically going through hair loss. And then Uncovered Beauty Studio came about because there was friends and support people around me who were coming to the events um, and they saw everything that was happening. I became an esthetician and they were like, well, don't leave us out, girl. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we want to be a part and we, you know, we see the services that you're providing um, as an esthetician and we want to be able to sew and, and receive those services as well. So um, it was just a natural thing to be able to provide those services so that, you know, that a portion of that money could go into specifically helping women with hair loss. But that also, say for example, there's a lady who loses her hair and she's more comfortable with her friend coming with her to the hair salon or whatever, um, that her friend is now not out of the circle because she had lost her hair. Well, you know, I know you said in in December you did a, a fundraising event for She's Uncovered. And it was a an elegant evening out. That reminds me of that night that you went out and were dressed up. So tell me how how that night evolved and what 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 happened with that. Yeah. So after that incident, because it was such a defining moment for me, I felt like this is definitely has to be something for other women. So we found an art gallery around here that was just truly unique. And I just wanted it to be a kind of a getaway place for these women to be able to one, dress up and see themselves dressed up and a a dress and however extreme they wanted to go as far as, you know, blitz and glam or simple and elegant, but to be able to see themselves in a way that they wouldn't see themselves if, if they go to church with, you know, slacks and a shirt or right. something. Um, and not everybody has a, a job that would throw like a gala or, or such. And so I was like, well, you know, we just make this happen so that they get to see themselves and they get to have pictures of themselves in the most adorned way by God. So that even in the days that they are just home alone, that they can look at that picture of themselves and go, you know, that is who I am, you know, and whatever way they saw themselves, you know, so we don't tell them what to wear, but we, you know, it was a nice black tie event and and it was awesome to be able to have them be supported by their friends and family. So the room was not just exclusively for women without hair. So it again is a part of the healing process to be able to come into a room with people who are there to support you as you show up with no hair and you get comfortable in the room because everybody's there and they're happy to see you and they're telling you you look gorgeous and it really filled up a lot of women to be able to experience that in a way that they you know wouldn't have been able to experience it you know just at church and that that hits two of the things that we talk about on this podcast a lot which is validation validation is is acknowledging someone's experience. And then the affirmation that comes, it says, 
hey, how does God see you? God sees you as a workmanship. He sees you as beautiful. And how can we come to terms with those? So these kinds of events just help us understand how important getting being validated and affirmed are. We all need that on some level from other people, but mostly we need to get that uncovered from our relationship with God. So how is your relationship with God intertwined with all of this besides the fact that this is you know a god idea right (laughs) truly is a god idea for me personally while i don't it's not necessarily labeled as a christian organization you know i know my purpose in it is to help women restore their identity and it's almost like that restart to say like how were you originally designed who are you meant to be And, you know, even in, especially in professional settings where women, you know, maybe feel like they're already fighting to be equal against maybe, maybe with pay or whatever against a man, to be able to say, to be able to empower them to say, you know, even if you showed up without your hair, God has already gone before you and opened doors that no man can shut. And so... If you wake up that day and your hair, you know, it's falling out, instead of losing, feeling like you've lost your power and now lost your opportunity to go in and be that person in the boardroom or that Mm -hmm. person in, you know, the bathroom or wherever you're going, that you can just embrace, you know, the day, you know, go back to your original design and say, okay, the day, you know, is the day that will change my life moving forward. Or today will be a milestone day because I'm choosing to show up and whoever is there, they're going to meet this me. And it dawns on me, it's funny because I think one of the most attractive qualities in a person is confidence. And when you have the confidence to accept yourself and say, sort of like I am who I am, you know, and you say, this is, this is who I am. And this is what, how God made me. And this is what I have to bring to the world and have that confidence. There's a beauty that comes with that. That's radiant. That comes from within that, that has nothing to do with the outside. And I know some of you listening out there might think, well, yeah, Susan, mommy told me that too, you know, but here's the reality. The reality is, is that our heart is where our beauty lies and you, I know some of you ladies out there who are listening, you could run across somebody who is drop dead gorgeous, okay? So many beautiful features. And they open their mouth and you hear, you can feel the venom come out. And that's because they're out of the mouth comes what's in the heart. There's this whole contrast with connecting those two things. So that's part of what you're doing. So now you've got the, you did the gala and then you, you've got this nonprofit thing going. Now you have the studio. Now you opened your studio right about when COVID started, didn't you? Yes. Yes. I started and then a few weeks later I had to stop. And it was an interesting time, especially as a business person. Um, you know, I'm a mom first. You know, it's a scary thing to sign a lease to a business that you're still working on. You know, I know there's a lot of people who have established business and to watch them feel like 
you know, they were being shut down. There was a part of me to go like, oh my goodness, like what is about to happen to me if these established businesses are afraid and nervous and losing money and, you know, all of these things. It really, again, it just had to go back to God. And I was like, again, this is your idea, you know? And so I just have to trust that you are going to provide for your idea, for your, for your business, for your, for this thing you've given me. And if this is the end of the road, then (laughs) it was fun while it lasted. So, so really I had to tap into the peace of God to say, okay, God, you, you gotta be the one to tell me, you know, what applications to fill out, which things to, to do. Um, if I didn't get that grant or that loan to know that there's something else coming behind it and to really just take this time to enjoy with my family because I felt like he was saying, you know, this is a time that I'm giving you to catch your breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know United States is really, we're notorious for being busy people. Right. Before this, you know, I'm, I'm a busy person, mom and all that. He was like, do you want to swim against the current? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. well, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that, it really did, did take a lot of um, faith to, to not try to swim against the current and to just say, okay, God, as you send me what the next step is, I'll take it. So you're open now, right, for business. You're taking appointments. Everything's happening. So tell, tell me a story about one of uh, one of the clients maybe that you have worked with. We're open, and we have so far work that we've been doing has been with, you know, Uncovered Beauty Studio has been with women who um, have hair. And actually, okay, I have one that I'm thinking of now. They came in and they were excited to book. You know, I have my shield, I have everything. Um, and the good thing about, because people have asked me, like, you know, being an esthetician and being in people's faces, how do I feel? For me personally, not a lot had changed. Like the requirements as far as sanitation and all that, those are all things that were already mm-hmm. our standard. There's a few more rule, rules that does require a little bit more and so I'll need an assistant to kind of get some of those things done really the shield is is the biggest the shield in the mask is the biggest adjustment but that's not really a big adjustment because I already had masks because mm-hmm. in my mind you know God had already prepared me for cold and flu season so mm-hmm. you want to prepare you know protect yourself so I had a couple women come in because um, I did an opening special and one lady had started losing her hair. Um, she still had hair on her head, but she was telling me about her spot. This lady is, you know, she has she has a really great job and she is in corporate America. And for her to feel comfortable to have a place to come and relax, especially during a time like this, and to be able to say to me, I think I'm losing my hair, you know, in these couple spots because of, you know, mm-hmm, all the stress mm-hmm. that been through the last few months I can imagine that that was a huge burden off of her to not have to come in and try to hide or not even schedule the appointment because she wouldn't want me to see you know what was going on and then another client that came in again you know before COVID I saw her she had really long pretty hair and so when I saw her she had cut it off and she was like yeah my hair was just 
going thin. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. Well, you look great. You look beautiful. Come on in, you know? And so we were able to do the facial and she left and she was like, wow, you know, I feel really great. And so, so that, are, that again, is just two people that I'm thinking of offhand where God had gone before me to prepare this place that I didn't even know that I would be able to reach people who maybe they're not bald, but maybe they're starting to experience something, you know, thinning or something, but that they can come and feel comfortable to actually vocalize that right. and not feel ashamed. Right. So, um, so far, and, yeah. And do you also help people with um, different coverings? Like, do you help them with wraps and things like that? Yeah, so that's a part of the styling. We, we can um, either refer you because there are a lot of great businesses in Lansing already that does wigs. There's a place in the cancer center that has, you know, some amazing wigs and clip-ons and things like that. So if I feel like you're better suited with them, then the goal with me is to be able to tell you what to ask them for. Mm, okay. Sometimes when you go in those places, you don't know what to ask for. And they can be pretty expensive and, you know, you don't want to spend your money on something that you're not going to use, especially, you know, when you're talking to between 400 and, you know, thousands of dollars replacement pieces. So the good thing is that, you know, they can kind of come to me and I can kind of say, okay, you know, here's your options and here's a few places that would be able to do it. Or, you know, I could order that for you and get that in for you if it's not if it's in the realm of my, you know, scope of practice, mm-hmm. uh, not to be able to refer you out to other local businesses to say, hey, you know, definitely go here and this is exactly what you want to ask them for. And from there, you can, you know, see what the variety. Right, right. The name of her studio is called Uncovered Beauty Studio in Lansing, and I will definitely have a link to that on my website. But you can certainly Google that and find it too and find out more about Nikita. And, you know, I want to tell you, Nikita, I am excited to see what God's going to do going forward. This is a crazy time we're in. I know for myself just not getting my hair done for four months really affected my view of myself and that's just on a small level folks so there's probably somebody out there right now listening to this who might be feeling really despondent or hurt or depressed about this what would you say to that person today i would definitely say you know don't be afraid to reach out um, or to be unashamed Mm -hmm. (laughs) there you go be unashamed to reach out to me you know as as Susan pointed out, we do have a number of different services. We do have a confidence coaching service that I would love to be able to walk through and just kind of help you regain some of that, especially in a time like this where there's so much change happening and a lot of anxiety. So to be able to talk to someone who um, truly understands, you know, and, and there's a variety of understanding as far as everybody's everybody's situation is different but um if nothing else just know that you are not alone and that um there is a place for you to be able to to come and and be seen and to be noticed and to be noticed yeah and i love that you you talk about uncovered this way you say uncovered is here to support women in their health journey to leave the shame behind 
hold their heads high and have the confidence to work well with what they've been given. And isn't that something that we all have to do? Yes. <laughs> doesn't it doesn't matter if it if we're facing baldness or anything like that, but we all have to face that in some way and accept what we what the package that we've been given and I just want to tell you today, thank you, Nikita, for being here, for sharing your story, helping us see how much we can grow and gain that confidence that comes from a relationship with God and just sorting through these things with somebody else who cares. So if you're somebody out there who needs some services, definitely go to uh, see Nikita at Uncovered Beauty Studio. And we thank you again, Nikita, for being here. Thank you for having me, Susan. Next time on The Notice. Are you tired of trying but failing to move past experiences or maybe relationships that have caused hurt or confusion? Do you cringe when someone says, get over it because you're feeling stuck? Tune in for the next episode where I talk with Sally Livingston, licensed marriage and family therapist and author of the new book, Get Over It. We discuss what it is, the power we have to respond to it, and how God notices us when feeling stuck. So until next time, take notice.